Hey guys, and welcome to episode 275 of Built on Passion. I'm your host, Matt Labuono, and this week we have on Third Rock founder, Jessica Moore. Third Rock makes technical activewear that started as a climbing brand, but has slowly evolved quite a bit since they started. One of the foundational things about Third Rock beyond just making great apparel is that they're doing a lot of really progressive stuff in terms of sustainable manufacturing. And there's no question that Third Rock's apparel and activewear is awesome, but beyond the service of their products is where the magic really happens. What started as a way to make better, more comfortable and eco-friendly apparel quickly grew into something a little bit more. It's really easy to label yourself as a do-good company by donating some funds to an organization and calling it a day. However, Third Rock goes above and beyond to create sustainable products while doing what they can to actively make the climate community an inclusive space. In this episode of Built on Passion, Jessica Moore shares how she jumped from the fashion world to the climbing industry and all the knowledge that she took with her, her approach for developing functional garments and creating the most sustainable process as she possibly could, and the how and why behind Third Rock. Do you own or do marketing for an outdoor travel, wellness, or fitness product company? If you enjoy listening to our podcast Built on Passion, have a brand of your own and are interested in joining one of Red Yeti's upcoming giveaways, we'd love to have you. Our giveaway campaigns are a great way for you to gain exposure and build a targeted audience of potential customers. We've worked with hundreds of brands over the years, chances are you've probably seen our giveaways, and we've put together giveaways related to the outdoor fitness, wellness, and health spaces. If you're interested in partnering or joining one of our giveaways, just message us on Instagram. Our handle is at ReadyYeti. That's R-E-D-D-Y-Y-E-T-I. Just tell us you'd like to join one of our upcoming giveaways and someone from our team will be in touch. Remember, just message us on Instagram at ReadyYeti. That's R-E-D-D-Y-Y-E-T-I. All right, all right. Well, hang on one second before we actually jump into this episode. I just wanted to say thank you. Really, thank you for supporting everything we're trying to do. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being engaged, being curious, and just being there supporting the show. We work really hard to put together a really interesting show and have on guests that are truly doing something progressive, interesting, and building something truly special. If you are looking for a way to show your support and help us continue to do what we are doing, one of the biggest things you could do, and I know it seems like a really small thing, but is leave a review. Plus, it helps inform other people what your experience of this podcast has been like. So that's basically it. I just wanted to say a big old thank you to you, the listener. Please leave a review. It is extremely helpful and uh, you look great. And that's it. Bye. Jessica, thank you for joining me today. Well, it's my pleasure. Who are you and what do you do? I'm Jessica Moore. And I'm the founder of Third Rock. It's an eco-active wear brand born through climbing, which is also very relevant to any kind of dynamic living. Our products are always sustainable and always made to move and for comfort. So you can be sure that you won't really want to take off Third Rock clothing once you have it on. What is your background and why did you start Third Rock? I mean, I started doing a biology degree. So it all came from my desire to help the world and its ecosystems and the environment that we live in and its people, basically. I'm a big tree hugger and I want to help. (laughs) But then I went into fashion design and after about two years of doing the, the fashion design degree, I realized just how 
terrible the clothing industry is for the planet. And I just thought, you know what, if I'm going to carry on on this path, I need to make it right. I need to do it in the right way and change things. So I carried on and vowed that I would always do the sustainable way in fashion. And I learned a lot through people I work for, like the godmother of green fashion, Catherine Hamnett. She was my first employee and I worked alongside her. I went to visit the organic cotton fields in India, learned a lot about on-site investigations of you know human rights, labour, um, standards. And then I, I went on to be a innovative pattern cutter freelance in the London high fashion industry so catwalk clothing I worked for quite a few different designers and did very like elaborate designs and then I was like hang on a minute I'm making stuff that's not used until it's dropping off you it's it's not got a purpose apart from to look cool maybe once and that's not what I intended to do And then I worked for one designer who asked me to cut an Arctic fox fur jacket. And I was just like, no, I don't want to do that. Shortly afterwards, I quit the fashion scene and went off to Africa to relieve my conscience and save some animals on conservation projects. And there I met my partner, Guy, and he introduced me to climbing. And then I thought, well, actually... This sport is incredible. Like you get to experience really amazing natural places and the clothing has such high demands. I can pattern cut really good trousers, really good arms up cut garments that can function better than what I can currently get for the sport. So I thought, you know what, this is my place. I'm I'm going to create a brand for rock climbing and I'm going to do it right. The concept of Third Rock was born there in Waterfall Boven in South Africa. (laughs) Then it was all about how on earth am I going to actually achieve this? And I'd learned a lot from Catherine Hamnett about, you know, how to to build a brand and how to do trade shows and sell on a wholesale basis to start with to help you balance your finances so you can actually produce things. So, yeah, we started out at a trade show in Friedrichshafen in Germany. We showed the first collection in 2012 two years after we'd conceived the idea and then we went on from there yeah some people wanted to stock us so slowly slowly we grew and then more recently we've grown more rapidly which is really great to see you're exactly what climbing apparel would need because for a long time climbing clothes have not been super sexy or it's always been kind of drab kind of utilitarian so it is nice to have your background in the fashion industry know how to add some style to climbing and there's a lot of culture within climbing altogether the climbing clothing scene used to be in the 80s 90s used to be absolutely bonkers this was the golden era of climbing clothing prints mad colors like men wearing the leggings more than the women and i looked at that i was like why when i'm coming into it in 2000 and 10, why has it all gone brown and why is it all super baggy and let's get some fun back let's print some stuff let's get the color in there let's get everybody in leggings although the men have been a little bit resistant <laughs> to get back in the leggings I've been trying to use it but I thought come on we need some more fun in this sector so yeah lots of color lots of prints and trying to get the more fitted silhouette back 
And now we're introducing baggier fits as well as more fitted silhouettes to cater for more people's tastes. But we're also, you know, trying to think about the whole life of a climber. Yes, they climb, but they also practice yoga. Some of them, like at least half of them are, are yogis too. And they love wild swimming and they just love all sports. The life of a climber is not just climbing. Like We've got other things going on and we need to have a whole wardrobe for that and very multifunctional clothes. So something that you can wear to work, you can commute on your bike to an office job, but you can also wear it to the gym or on a multi-pitch. That's the kind of clothing third rock wants to make it really does feel like you've evolved from climbing specific to really just lean into the general active wear i think most people who engage in any outdoor sport or active sport in general usually has something else in the wings or for different seasons yeah i think also you want to wear clothing that you don't think about as you're wearing it you don't think oh you know i wish this was a little bit stretchier here or i wish i could get a high leg up there oh god is this going to split you'll be able to trust your garments and you want to be able to not actually have to think about them when you're climbing they're not uncomfortable they're not digging in you can sleep in your your sports bra because it's so comfy but it also functions that's what we need in our life so that's what we're producing how did you develop i guess more of the technical side of the apparel that you make did you have that knowledge already coming from the fashion industry did you need to kind of play with some things to figure out how to cater that to more active movements i fit garments in a, a very different way to the high street would fit garments like I, i'm telling the model to put their leg up on the sewing machine and do a, a big old split <laughs> and then i'll be in there fitting the crotch and like mm, yeah i think we need to like get the stretch in the other direction we need to you know make this bias cut grain and, and all of this so i know the technical pattern cutting side and my fitting models are well accustomed to me being very close to their crotch um, but <laughs> with pins which guy my now husband is very scared of all the time <laughs> he hates it when I go can, we, can you please just try this on for me darling but he gets in there anyway <laughs> but the technical fabrics and the abrasion the wicking the those kind of performance factors of the garment there's a lot of tests that you can do the mills we ask them to do a lot of tests to get reports on on those type of um performance factors and they're the experts on that not me so I have to work alongside and communicate well with those. And then a lot of product testing, giving our ambassadors prototypes to climbing for long enough to see how it abrades, how they feel. There's a lot of trial and feedback, really. Was it interesting or I guess just different, maybe a process to try to find and do R&D with different fabrics as well? Or were you pretty much well versed? Is that a little bit more cut and dry? There's a lot of R&D with different fabrics. We're working with the mills as well to change things. And we say, no, actually, can we have more of this? Can we have a little bit more stretch? It needs, needs, it needs a higher percentage stretch in, in both directions, like a four-way stretch rather than a two-way stretch. Can you actually make this elastane in recycle elastane, which is a new thing we've introduced in our denims? And can it be made out of recycled nylon rather than recycled polyester? Those kind of things. So it's a lot of working with the mills. I'm glad you brought up what you're doing for your denim because I know the production of your denim specifically has like a very meticulously thought out and planned out sustainable structure to it. How did you develop 
such a sustainable process for your denim and just throughout the entire lifespan of Third Rock? It's been a challenge, that's for sure, throughout the lifespan of Third Rock. I mean, you start out as a really small fish in a big pond and trying to find factories that will actually take you on with the small quantities and never mind do it in a sustainable way. Well, that was the biggest challenge. It's always been the biggest challenge until recently when we've been big enough to work with factories that are already set up in a really sustainable way. And the facility that we found for our denims was already top notch on sustainability. And they introduced us to these new techniques, new machinery, using air instead of chemicals to get denim washers, washers inverted commas, because it's, it uses one cup of water. And they'll, all of that is like recycled and cleaned before it is then eventually after many, many months into the environment. So it's completely cleaned, uses next to no chemicals, no pumice, no bleachers. It's all lasers, really. It's crazy. They've developed this really crazy denim that has four-way stretch. It's made from organic cotton and recycled polyester and recycled nylon. I think only five or six places in the world have this technology. So we're really lucky to be able to use them. It does seem like you're really pushing the envelope on leaving the smallest footprint as possible in terms of sustainable manufacturing. It's incredible. We've been trying to quantify things more recently to see exactly what kind of impact we have. So every month we now calculate how much fabric we've used, what types of fabric we've used, what surplus fabrics we've had from that production and trying to improve every production run. We'll try and get the wastage down and just see what our footprint is because if you don't quantify it, you can't offset it. So this is newly in play over the last six months. So hopefully we'll we'll be able to keep improving as well. Do you see yourself as kind of a, a leader in really pushing sustainable manufacturing? Well, I'd like to think so, but we're still quite a small boutique brand. So we've always ask the factories if they can do this, what certifications they've got, if we can send in external bodies to audit them, if they can replace this kind of yarn with this kind of sustainable yarn and still achieve the same fabric. We've always tried to tell our consumers it is possible and that they should demand that from other brands too. Their voice is powerful and, you know, consumer is king and that you lead the way by your purchasing. And a lot of the big brands have been forced into a corner to using it now. And I think they've seen that the new generations are coming forward that is really important in the criteria of their purchasing. So they've had to step up a bit. Whether they've stepped up enough is another question. Slowly, they will. Slowly, they'll have to because there's other options out there that are much more sustainable I like to be able to think that I've offered people a sustainable choice and that when people buy something from us or wear something that is made by Third Rock, they feel proud that it is sustainable as well as comfortable, beautiful. You know, it has to be all of those things as well. We want people to fall in love with the product for what it is, not just its sustainable background. But why can't you have everything? (laughs) I think you have done exactly what you're hoping. I think that the best thing that you can be 
is a choice and not just a choice, but a good one. And I think that's what you built Third Rock to be. I mean, you are big enough to really get your voice heard out there and be known, but still the perfect size where you don't have to give up or sell out your ideals to make sales. And that I think is extremely important for people looking for clothing today. There's always been hurdles where you're faced such trials and tribulations over over producing products to be sustainable. And sometimes it's like, oh man, you know, it'd be so easy if we did it and not sustainable. It would be so easy. But that's not why we're here. We have to be steadfast and solid in our resolve. We are this sustainable brand and we won't ever falter on that. So I hope people trust us, trust us to be as good as we can possibly make it and to feel that solidarity that we're trying our best together to live better lives, to have a better planet. So, yeah, the easy way isn't always the better way. The hard way is sometimes the better way. (laughs) I keep telling myself that. Come on, Jeff, we can do it. (laughs) No, it is. And listen, people friggin' better appreciate it because it's not taking the easy road out. You're taking the right way and you're helping to pave it. And if people can't see how important that is in terms of like, you know, when you produce something, it's not like you just poof, poof, you make something. There's a lot of other things that go into that system. There's always people who are so ready and eager to pick apart ethical brands and try and pick a fault with them. And we've had that in the past. And they often presume a lot of things and they presume them wrong. (laughs) For example, once when we produced one season in an Indian factory, a really good Indian factory, and I went over there, I spent at least two weeks uh, with this factory, seeing how how everything's done, making sure the labour standards were good, making sure that the fabrics were produced well, um, everything was above board, everything was great. The Wages were, they were paying living wage and all of this. But as soon as one Instagram viewer, I think it was, (laughs) um, got hold of Fashion Revolution Week and we openly posted, this is one of our factories that we're using. It's in India, it's in this place. This is one of the workers. He likes this. This is his uh, hobbies, all of this. And they just jumped on it and tried to rip us apart because we were producing in India. And they automatically presumed that it wasn't ethical or fair. And... I ended up writing a whole blog about this this factory and how our clothes are made, how they're priced and why they're priced this way, just to communicate it with people so they understand that just because it's in the Far East somewhere, it doesn't mean it can't be ethical and all above board and, and good. So that was an eye-opener. You've always got to be on your guard if you're an ethical company. You always have You have to know your stuff. You have to be ready to fight your corner which is sad in a way because you're trying to do the right thing people are ready to eat your life (laughs) i think it's not even that people just want to be right it feels like people just want to point a finger and say you're the bad guy like oh excuse you for trying to do something good yeah but you know what i was so so proud of our community they all so many people came forward and just like supported us and protected us and stood by us and said, look, 
you obviously don't know your stuff if you're saying this about Third Rock. They're great and you can trust them, blah, blah, blah. And our supporters really stood by us and were very vocal. So I felt like a big, fuzzy, warm feeling inside <laughs> in the end. That goes to show you that people are paying attention and listening to what you're doing. There's already constraints that you have when you're building a sustainable brand and like really focusing on it and really going through each step, which I know you guys do. Especially in a sustainable way, the minimums are higher per color, per fabric. You've always got to really think about the collection, how many colors you can have over what quantity of fabric and they're big quantities. And it's really, it's very difficult for a small brand to meet those minimums, but gradually that will become more accessible and easier. Hopefully. (laughs) And that's the other beautiful thing is you've gotten a head start to do the thing that everyone's going to have to do at some point. The earth is just going to burn up. I mean, to be completely frank, you are setting a stage for the future. You know what, though? Sometimes I think, why do we need all these clothes? Why don't we all just be nudists? (laughs) I love that. I'm like semi want to be nudists. Semi, oh, yeah, I've got activewear brand and I make really cool clothes. But sometimes we just all need to throw them on the ground and run around and maybe climb a rock naked. See how we're... No, actually, we do need a bit of protection against the rock. Yeah. That's why I do it. That's why I do it. My own exactly. Good, my own protection, yeah. Maybe on some nice soft rock. <laughs> yeah. And in the summertime, I mean, I don't know about you, but it gets cold where I am. I am there's in the wintertime, like... 16 degrees out? No, thank you. I mean, I'd like to diversify the range more so we have more gear for colder weather, more coats, more everything. I want more everything, but let's see how we can how we can get on. And I want to, yeah, go from bikinis to insulated jackets. <laughs> I'll find stuff one day. Who knows? No, but lockdown. Do you call it lockdown over there? <laughs> oh, yeah. The COVID-19 lockdown? Yeah, lockdowns have been a bit of a pivotal moment for a lot of wardrobes. Everybody wants the comforts that they've had at home in their everyday lives. So I've definitely seen in in demand from Batter Booms, for instance. They are the most comfortable activewear pants that you'll you'll find. And they're unisex. So everybody needs a pair of Batter Booms in their lives. (laughs) You can wear them if you're pregnant, if you're... If you just had a huge burrito. <laughs> Pregnant washboard abs or male, female, whatever you want to be, you can wear these and feel super comfortable. You can do yoga in them. You can climb in them. You can slouch around the lounge in them. Anything you want. So <laughs> I've definitely seen a, a rise in demand for garments like that. What things have you been doing to, I guess, dig deeper into the climate community specifically? I know climb unity is one thing. Can you talk a little more about that? We've always wanted Third Rock to be a community brand and not just a brand. We want to be engaged with the community. We want the community to be involved with us, to tell us what what they want, what they want changed. Generally, we want lots of interaction and we want to, we've been creating events, um, inclusivity programs such as Climb Unity, which our ambassador, Rachel Carr, has taken on as her baby and grown it into a really lovely initiative to bring people into climbing so there's always somebody like you in climbing 
So whatever colour skin you have, whatever gender you associate with, to have that person like you in that community. So we've invited a lot of people from minority groups and offered them free climbing lessons and coaching. And yeah, to be a hub for people to get into climbing on an entry level as well. And also our last Black Friday I think it was Black Friday, one of those. Anyway, our initiative was our profits went to fund a coaching program for people from ethnic minorities so that they can have coaches that also you can associate with coming into climbing. And yeah, we funded some coaches um, to become coaches. (laughs) We've made sure that we are much more inclusive with our product offering to have a lot more unisex styles on our website to show how different types of people will look in our clothing, whatever size they are. We really try to be as inclusive as, uh, as we can. We're also trying to extend our size range. Obviously, as a small brand, we struggle to meet the minimums with the factories for the peripheral sizes. So we've had to do it gradually and Hopefully next year, we'll also be able to add more sizes in the breakdown to open up our community. Open arms to everyone. You're creating this initiative and you're you're promoting and really calling to action inclusivity, but you're adjusting how you look at and manufacturing your products to really build out your sizing guide. You know, like you said, it's hard to kind of reach minimums. That says a lot about what you stand for and you're standing by your ideals. Like once again, I think you do with Third Rock a really good job of putting your money where your mouth is and not just saying like, oh, we care about this thing, but making changes within Third Rock to reflect that. And people notice that's an important thing. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Another thing I wanted to add about bringing climbing into people's lives is it can really help people that having a tough time or having mental health issues or the problems in their lives that it's an escapism as well and showing people that they can achieve these small accomplishments can just really help people and give people that community for support as well because that's what we, we we started third rock because we wanted to give back we wanted to be able to give charity donations to causes that we liked and make a difference in in the community as well as showing other companies that it's possible to produce clothes in a more sustainable way. We just, it's why we do it. We wouldn't want to do it otherwise. For anyone who's listening, who owns a business or wants to start a business or has that drive to give back, to start something and contribute to, whether it's like climbing or just the active community altogether, fashion community, whatever, what advice would you give someone who wanted to build something to give back or I guess focus on that? There needs to be somebody in your company that has the headspace and time to push those initiatives forward. It's so easy to get bogged down with the everyday grind of the business, all of the fires that you have to put out constantly. (laughs) You need to have somebody that will will be able to forward think these initiatives and, and set them in motion because with a small team, it's very hard to do everything that you want to do. And often the giving back part can get pushed to the wayside. And yeah, it's important to make that somebody's role. From where Third Rock started to where Third Rock is now, how did you stay on top of balancing all the different pieces of Third Rock? 
<laughs> not very easily. <laughs> there is no magic recipe that I know yet that would make it easy. But having Guy alongside me has made my life so much better. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God he's uh, he's come with me on this journey. And yeah, he's the strategic mind and he's the one that really drives those forward while I'm on I'm on the product and um, the product development and design. I suppose the recipe would be to have the right amount of people in your team that can deal with everything. So that's the plan. I mean, we've just had a few new hires and we are ready to start having a slightly easier life. <laughs> That's a good truth. I think everyone should strive to try to have an easier life. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on and just sharing your story and just letting us peek behind the curtain about how the rock came to be and what makes it tick. Thanks for having me. For anyone who's interested in finding out more about Third Rock or maybe picking up some Third Rock apparel, where is it? Thirdrockclothing.com. Awesome. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks again, Jessica. Thank you. We made it. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of Built on Passion. Hope you learned something. Hope you maybe grew as a person. Maybe you have a new entrepreneurial idea. Maybe all of the above. Maybe you got a new perspective on your favorite hobby or favorite piece of gear and you just you fell in love all over again. I'm hoping for the last one. That last one actually sounds pretty good. I'm going to ask one last time for the people in the back. Please leave a review. It is super helpful and a great way to show your support of the show. And if you know someone who might be interested in this episode specifically, share it to them. And all joking aside, thank you for everything, for supporting what we're doing. In any event, that's it for now. I will see you next week on another episode of Built on Passion. Built on Passion.